Welcome to the War Zone. The ringmasters are here to break down the world of wrestling and pro wrestling news. Get ready to be thrown off the ropes, smashed into a table, and come begging back for more. And there's only one question. Are you ready? We got together to do our thing. We all play hard. We all play low. Hey, Tripwise. Welcome back to another episode of the Ringmasters Podcast. This is Adrian Headache Hedden. And I am Grant Lefebvre. And we're here to talk about uh, the world wrestling uh, entertainment and, uh, you know, all the other news in the industry of uh, professional wrestling. So let's get right to it. Today we had a pretty uh, pretty lackluster Monday Night Raw. Yeah, December 7th Raw um, brought in a 2.15 rating, which is even below the record low since 1997 rating that occurred on the 23rd. Just like last week. Yeah, which was, yeah. <laughs> yep, so Monday Night Raw's ratings continue to plummet. I believe they uh, had a 3.2 million viewership uh, last week or on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. This week we've gone further down to 3.0, about 3 million. I think it was 3.065 million. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not looking too good for the ratings. No, um, and we're going to kind of get into why. Uh, this is, it all this comes is... down to the flagship show, Monday Night Raw. So. Yeah. And uh, so to start off, um, talking about a factional face-off on Raw. Mm-hmm. First thing, Sheamus comes out and does a League of Nations promo. Um, that's going to become a kind of a regular thing, I guess. Yeah, the we, League of Nations. As long as he's going to be champion. We talked about this last week. We got uh, Sheamus. We got uh, Rusev from Russia. Sheamus from Ireland. Alberto Doria from Mexico. And uh, bad news. Wade Barrett from the United England. Kingdom. Yes. So we have a very xenophobic uh, faction of heels from uh, European countries. Um, yeah, and, and I guess the WWE writers have assembled a bunch of other factions to face them. Obviously, the White family was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got a new special guest. Yes, another ECW uh, veteran coming yep. in. Rhino made his return. So Rhino joins Tommy Dreamer and the Dudley Boys as the, as the ECW old-school faction. Now, I mean, I'm... Rhino's been tearing it up in NXT for a while. They sort of have been booking him a little bit lower than they started off with him mm-hmm. when he first debuted in NXT uh, last year. Um, but, yeah, really happy to see Rhino um, from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Coming in there with the gore, um, one of my favorites from the ECW days, um, the Man Beast. Yes, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in some singles matches. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. We got a Tommy Dreamer match that we'll talk about later, but... Yes, we will talk about that yeah, later, unfortunately. Um, yes, we'll talk about that. And also in this... Uh, Roman Reigns family. Mm-hmm. I guess they're kind of de facto the family now. It's it is Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos, the Uso. Jimmy and Jay Uso. So we got four four-man teams, and we started Monday Night Raw off with a six-man elimination tag match. My question is, where was this at Survivor Series? I don't know. It, this is tailor-made for Survivor Series. We are like a month out. Is a what f- happened? Fatal four-way, sixteen-man elimination match. Right. Uh, I don't know. That would have been perfect for Survivor Series. The ECW, the surprise entrant of Rhino. Yeah. It, was, it was like a Survivor Series dream. It, it would Month have been late. perfect. Monthly. You know what? At least they start off Raw in a way other than Triple H coming out and telling us what the show is going to be about. Sure, at so, least we didn't get that yet. It we was fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed taking, this. They focus off the authority, and now we're getting actual wrestlers talking instead of our, our COO. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. unfortunately, uh, the Wyatt family was the first eliminated. Tommy Dreamer pinned Eric Rowan. Uh, then chaos erupted almost immediately. Just everyone doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, ended in a victory for the League of No. Ended in a victory. Uh, Usos uh, in the vic- Shield. Yes. Yep. Usos in the Shield put out the victory. Um, I guess I don't know really what the com- you know the the reason for this match was. I'm not sure what the consequences are of them winning. What does it mean? Uh, we're kind of just making Roman Reigns look stronger going into TLC. Yeah. I feel like. 
Um, we always need to make Roman Reigns look strong, Adrian. Yes, we always do. <laughs> Did you hear that on the, on the CM Punk podcast? Uh, they were talking about that when CM Punk was putting that uh, handicap match together. What was he versus the Shield <laughs> in 2013? Mm. And about every 10 minutes, someone came up to him and said, hey, I know you're going to beat him, but you need to make Roman Reigns look really strong. And he's like, okay, I got it. That's yeah, because, you know, they yeah. push Roman Reigns. He's a, I mean, I think he's a pretty good character. In the ring, though, he is a little weak. He's a little yeah. – he's, he's not quite as uh, – you know, he's got a similar style to John Cena, you know, the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But he's just not as polished in the ring yet, I don't feel like, as John Cena was. Yeah, like, he's not as fluid. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of cool moves, but the transitions aren't. Like, he is the kind of guy you want on a tag team. Sure. Like, it always looks like he's waiting for a tag. Yeah, an amazing tag team. Yeah, it, but, but just as a single, it's just something he's missing. Like, he doesn't sure. mat wrestle like Dean Ambrose sure. can. He's not. Um, doesn't high fly like Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And he's really not that big of a guy compared to someone like The Undertaker or Kane. So, you know, these kind of flying clotheslines and all these power moves, power bombs and that kind of thing, it's, you know, it is what it is. And he's our hero. So, you know, I back him. I, I think he's, I'm looking forward to his match with uh, Sheamus. I think he was, we'll talk about that later. Yes, yes, definitely. All right, so finally that six-man tag match, we had uh, kind of Roman Reigns going over on Sheamus and everybody else kind of making Roman look cool. Um, then we went into kind of a bizarre uh, promo from Stardust. And, um, you know, we've seen this in the past couple weeks. I think this was one of the second or third times Titus O'Neil actually interrupted. Yes. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, Titus O'Neil, great singles competitor. It'd be awesome to see him in Stardust. Maybe actually get some traction for their characters because they've pretty much been relegated to enhancement talent at this point. Um, Titus O'Neil, obviously, former primetime players, right. tag team champions. Stardust has also held the tag team champions. Cody Rhodes, a multiple-time belt holder. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that these two are reduced to goofy promos, I just hope it leads to something meaningful. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I thought their promos have been pretty funny. Uh, you have Titus O'Neil kind of playing the straight man to this sure. just bizarre character. Sure. And I'm just sort of wondering what where it, it goes. To? Yeah, like, because is Stardust still in a feud with whoever he's in a feud with? Yeah. Like, what's what's going on? I think we just need to drop it all, put Stardust in a little feud uh, with uh, uh, Titus O'Neil. Titus has got the primetime players. Stardust has the ascension. You got mm-hmm. kind of a good background going on. That seems to be what they're going for. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that could be an entertaining match. You could open a show with that. Like, Definitely. Be, Titus O'Neil's amazing in the yeah. ring. Titus. Okay, so following that on Raw, we had, uh, what did you think of the Owens versus Ziggler? Uh, Owens obviously defeating Ziggler, making him look tough going into TLC. Was uh, this a good match, though? It was kind of forgotten, which is rare for a Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought it was perfect for both of them because Ziggler just wouldn't give up no matter how much of a beating he took. He needs Owen, a push. Owens knows how to lay out that offense, just consistent, dominating, trash-talking. Sure. I thought he looked exactly the way he should have Absolutely. as a heel. Uh, messing with Ziggler, shoulder-ramming him to the post was brutal. Owens is the consummate heel. He's so good at it. It's, he's better than even 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 Sheamus. You know? I mean, yeah. Sheamus comes out there. He's supposed to be the big bad guy, but the crowd starts cheering, and they get these, these shit-eating grins on their faces like nothing. You know, like they're the hero, king of the world, you know, whereas – Kevin Owens comes out. He's the bad guy. He's pissed when he gets there, and if they can cheer and boo all they want, he's going to be pissed when he leaves. Yeah, and he's going <laughs> to ignore the interviewer. He's going to hide from you backstage when you want comment from definitely him. definitely the anti-wrestler. Yeah, I think Sheamus is more of a comedy relief character than he is. It's almost like their places on the card were somehow yeah. switched, like someone in creative just kind of dropped that stack of papers, right. and they got picked up, and suddenly Sheamus <laughs> was the one with the belt. Right, yeah. It's I don't little, know. We'll get more into our analysis of the title situation in a bit, but... um. So, yeah, Ambrose was at ringside taunting uh, uh, Kevin Owens, threw popcorn in his face. The, the on-air chemistry between these two, I think, is really palpable. I think it's really good. Um, it's a good feud to have. Um, I'd like to see Owens getting the, or, uh, Ambrose getting the belt, but either way, I, I think it's a good feud. 
Yeah, either way, I mean, you know, this can carry us for a few pay-per-views as far as I'm concerned because they're both great. Their styles go hand-in-hand. We saw that at Survivor Series, whereas, you know, Ambrose has this fitful, like, flailing offense, whereas Mm -hmm. Ambrose is just someone – I mean, well, uh, Ambrose is as the offense. Owens is someone who just goes for control. Owens, yeah, tries to slow down the pace, tries to control very, very deliberate. He's a heavy guy. He's almost a 300-pounder, so he really tries to slow down the pace, use that low center of gravity, control it, um, not let anything unexpected happen, Mm -hmm. which is – Stark contrast with the lunatic fringe, Dean yes, Ambrose. Who will do a s- elbow drop on you even if you're standing up. Yep, so we're really, it's going to be a great match on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Summer uh, uh, Summer Ray and Tyler Breeze were at ringside. That didn't impact anything at all. They just kind of sat there. They were at ringside. So they're still pushing this Tyler Breeze-Dolph Ziggler rivalry. Yeah. Whereas at the same time we're pushing the Dean Ambrose-Kevin Owens rivalry. Now we got Ambrose and Breeze at ringside both trying to antagonize. So, yeah, obviously Breeze gets forgotten. I mean, is that bad television or is that bad television? Just poor writing. Yeah, like there's just too many people there. Just poor writing. You you can't have two storylines playing out in the same match. No. That's never worked. It's just too much to keep track of. And they're both interesting because you have this really smug guy and his girlfriend sitting at ringside. Then you have this crazy, lovable dude eating popcorn Drinking his soda, just kind of casually watching Owens do his thing. Yeah. So and and it was it's all too much to keep track of. Then you got the actual match you're trying to watch. Right. It's like, just it, yeah. it just didn't make any sense. It was like schizophrenic. Yeah. But uh, we did get a decent match with Owens and Ziggler, and we are very, very much still looking forward to Owens is looking good going to his match with Ambrose at TLC. Yes, glad to have him back too. So, he was sick uh, the other week. So moving ahead, we had luckily uh, at least a little bit more screen time with for Sasha Banks, who uh, I will say again is one of the greatest wrestlers in WWE, man or woman, mm-hmm. uh, teaming up with Naomi in a, in, a, in a sort of a faction tag match against Brie, Bella, and Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, now Sasha was able to get the win, uh, luckily, mm-hmm. um, but uh, this was kind of a slow match. Yeah, uh, I don't really understand why there's a women's tag matches. They don't have a women's tag team championship. They they should. I mean, this could all, all be fighting s- in singles matches leading up to the only belt they have. Yeah, this could it could they could make it matter. It's like this isn't even training for anything. Like they you know they're not gonna fight matches like this if they want if they want the belt. They should just have a women's tag team title. I wouldn't be opposed to it. NXT maybe could try it out and see how it works. I I don't see why that'd be a problem. You know I think if we want a divas revolution, let's not just make it a singles revolution. Yeah, let's let's not try to push nine people at once. Like let's let's you know let's get a tag team belt. Sure. And then get Sasha Banks and someone else. Or sure. if we don't or if we want Sasha Banks to get the title and have. Um, I don't know, Alicia Fox. She was looking really good in this match. Yeah, she's uh, great surprisingly, that tilt the world a, backbreaker. I love that. She's a really good uh, in ring performer. She has a nice bicycle kick, sort of reminiscent of Booker T and the Spin a Rooney, the Harlem sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Alicia is always good to watch. Uh, she doesn't get a lot of screen time. She's not really involved in a storyline. She's not really very charismatic. So, But good wrestler nonetheless. It was an entertaining match. Um, it's getting better. Women's wrestling is, is coming back. Definitely. Um, so, but after the match, and we've seen this on social media, sort of the team bad in the new day, kind of like friends, sort of interacting yeah. on social media, making jokes, being on commercials on TV together. So the, finally we saw this play out on Raw. New Day came out and celebrated with uh, Bad after their win. Mm-hmm. I love how New Day just affiliates themselves with every villainous faction. They always they do. do. They, they do it with League of Nations just, later. They're just ass kissers, is yeah. what I think. They just, they just love to just partner up with and say, join up with a villain and just kind of stroke the ego. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I and I love that because you know tonight they came out and entertained. I think that's next mm-hmm. uh, on Raw. They came out and just entertained like they always do. I love their promo going into the um, just going into this match. Yeah, they put we unicorn are... horns on Brie and uh, on the uh, team bad. Mm-hmm. They put unicorn horns on them, which, which are sold out now. Those... WWE merchandise. They've sold those out. Those are so popular. Yeah, the New Day is really holding the mid card together. Yeah. They really are. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
you know, this was this was an interesting match. The Lucha Dragons defeated the New Day. Um, we're gonna have a tag match, triple threat tag match at TLC. So Lucha Dragons are involved in that. They defeated the New Day. Do you think we're trying to make them look stronger so that the New Day victory is less expected? Or, I mean, what's 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 the what's the impact of this match? I guess the Lucha Dragons are killing it. Yeah, I, I'm really not sure because, you know, you have the Usos just returned a few weeks ago. Sure. Lucha Dragons, you know, uh, especially, you know, just kind of getting this sort of quasi-push recently. And then the New Day is just at the height of their popularity. It really introduces a lot of unpredictability because, they're, you know, because all three of those teams could make great tag team champions. Absolutely. I think we have, uh, you know, thanks to the New Day for being the team that could be the villain and that could have feuds with various tag teams to build up a lot of these good uh, these good matches. Because, you know, we got Lucha Dragons and Usos New Day. I mean, the belt could be on anybody, and I don't think we'd lose the momentum that the tag team division has right now. Mm-hmm. But um, my prediction, I, th- I mean, we'll get into our predictions later, but, you know, I-, I hope to see the New Day on TV for a while. Yes, definitely. I hope they stick around. Yeah, and it was kind of a dramatic Miz TV coming up again. Um, yeah. Following that, we had Miz TV. Um, was Paige the guest or was Charlotte the guest? Charlotte I was getting the... it confused. Well, uh, Miz pulled uh, Jerry Springer mm. and just had Paige in the back waiting so uh, that they could come uh, out and then they could do their pulled it Jerry Springer, really? do their thing. Very Miz. It, of it was Charlotte and Ric Flair initially, you know, talking about their watches and Charlotte how much they the hate Paige. Boy, the, the Nature Boy comes to Raw for what? To get slapped in the mouth <laughs> by Paige by an upstart <laughs> by a woman who's only been in the ring for what five years? How old is she? Gonna slap the Nature Boy? Yeah. Well, she, well, apparently they're both heels now, so I would say Paige is the heel, and that's why she did it. Uh, but This I mean, whole feud has gotten very personal, and yeah. it's just becoming very serious and violent. And, and just, it's almost like two heels. It yeah. almost feels like a stone-cold Triple H rivalry, to be yeah. honest. Both guys trying to just be assholes to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it feels like... The uh, like you know the the rivalry that was Chris Jericho CM Punk Chris Jericho calling out his family but sure. in this one they're both kind of playing that both. antagonistic just hateful yeah. characters. Yep. So yeah, she slapped so. Ric Flair and he had only uh, he had two words for Charlotte who was on the outside at the time. He told her get her. Yeah. And we had about a ten minute brawl yeah. on the outside, which you know we've been doing that a lot lately. Charlotte Page brawls. Yeah, that seems to cap off every one of their segments now. It's pretty nice. And but it, I'd like to see a hardcore match or a street fight between the two. Yeah, TLC match between those two. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, they usually don't attach. The revolution is not quite uh, quite there yet because we still are not seeing women's matches being given stipulations such as that. So right. the women's match at TLC, although the name of the pay-per-view is uh, based on a match stipulation, tables, letters, and chairs, one of the only non-stipulated matches is going to be just a straight women's championship match. But we'll, we'll get more to yeah, that later. Unfortunately. It's, Kind of annoying. Rusev versus Ryback countout. This was probably just meant for Rusev to uh, build more heat for himself in the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, come can... on. Like, Ryback, come on. Yeah. Like, it's just so depressing. He was Intercontinental Champion. We thought he was coming back. And now he's used as enhancement talent for Rusev. Yeah, I mean, if I had the choice, though, as much as I like both of them, between Ryback and Rusev, it's Rusev all the way, man. Like, if it had to be one way or the other. Ryback's just not that good. He's a yeah. former tough enough guy. He didn't even win tough enough. No. Well, neither did The Miz, so... Oh, yeah, and that worked out great. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Do you want to talk about the first Tough Enough with Maven? That really oh, worked out. Yeah, he eliminated yeah. Kane in the Royal Rumble and then disappeared. Yeah, like, none of these <laughs> Tough Enough contestants have ever made it. I know the, the most recent one's in NXT right now. He's sure. in developmental right now. Sure. Uh, but none of these guys from Tough Enough made We won't get too into that. But They this... never quite make it. It really takes a lot more than a 16-week or a 10-week show or whatever it is to become... Uh, someone at the level of even uh, even someone like uh, a new wrestler like Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. 
you don't just go through a reality show and you have the star power needed to be on uh, Monday Night Raw. Right. You know, all these guys, they all put years in before, and, and this this concept of tough enough is just the, the idea that a tough enough winner would be actually be a, on Monday Night Raw and has a chance to I don't know go to WrestleMania is ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, when you, when you look at like Kevin Owens would have been rejected because the way he looked, sure. they wouldn't have paid much attention to the way he performed right. because he's just starting out. Right. But he didn't, you know, he had time to go and get all that experience in Canada yep. and throughout various promotions yeah. uh, and in Ring of Honor. And it's it's kind of it's weird. Like nobody really wins. Like the people who could be wrestlers probably won't make it because yeah. they need to develop their skills. Then people who are just powerful. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, well, Miz it's is obviously the most successful member of Tough Enough. Even though he didn't actually win it, he went on to be the world champion. He wrestled at WrestleMania for the main belt. He didn't even win Tough Enough. So uh, he actually, what does that tell you? He went up. He didn't go up through Tough Enough. He was asked to be the host of SmackDown, but he actually worked in the indies after that, which mm-hmm. is how he worked his way up. It wasn't even through Tough Enough Yeah, he went remotely. back into it, yeah. yeah. Interesting, yeah. So, you know, Miz paid his dues, and I guess he got him. I'm not sure about Ryback. It seems like he's kind of a joke these days yeah and i mean it's I, you know, I like to see him he can always get the crowd over on his side but you know, i feel an affection when i see his face i'm like oh there's ryback i know ryback i love ryback yeah. but then ryback just puts on a boring match and loses and cuts a half decent promo and you're kind of like well this is this is why this is this way ryback i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry but you, <laughs> you know, need an hey, actual uh, character you can't just have random words and colors thrown together <laughs> that stupid blue outfit man that's <laughs> yeah. that, does that hurt your eyes to look i mean we're getting we're getting too off topic here, but anyway, uh, good for Rusev. He needs to yep. look like that vicious dude who will just lock in the accolade yep. outside the and ring. Yeah, so. continuing to be buried because he's not really worth our time. Sorry, Ryback. <laughs> so moving on, we have um, and I'm pretty excited about this match. We had uh, Jack Swagger defeat the Stardust uses the Patriot Lock. Yes. Homage to Kurt Angle, to Ken Shamrock, who used the ankle lock before him, defeated uh, Stardust handily, mm-hmm. put up very little fight. Um, but we had Del Rio at ringside brawling with Swagger. Both put up the steel chairs. I guess they're having what they're calling a steel chairs match. Just chairs. Just chairs. Yes. At TLC. So they can use any they can't. It's not a no DQ match. There are disqualifications, but they can use chairs as weapons. So if they use anything else as a weapon, they will be disqualified, which is kind of confusing. But yeah. I mean, are, chairs they, are, only. They, are they just going to put up a bunch of chairs in the ring instead of everything else? I or? would imagine they're going to be set up all over the place. I'm pretty excited. I, I don't think I've ever seen a chair match. I don't know if they've had a chair match in the past. But. I was going to say, I feel like a mark, like I should have remembered this from somewhere, but I really can't. So I, I mean, don't think it's been done. I, it's still so too simplistic. Yeah. You know? yeah, especially, it's like, yeah, you can't hit him in the head, so you can just hit him in the back and, right. and kind of jam, under, jam it into no his stomach a bunch of times. with the chairs. They don't. The, the, yeah, the WWE doesn't allow uh, hit someone in the head with a chair anymore to avoid concussions. Yeah. So what are we just gonna do? A bunch of back slapping? Yeah. That all this is gonna be back slapping, gut, thrust it into the gut and hit him in the back. It was two moves. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you mentioned Ken Shamrock talk about not having chair shots to the head anymore, but. And I, and I agree, it's like, yeah, you got to keep these guys safe. There's all kinds of guys getting hurt right now. But that was a huge part of wrestling. Even with their hand up there, it still looked brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you know when Vince McMahon gave Steve Austin the chair at WrestleMania 17, he beamed the rock with it. Mm-hmm. That was such a moment. Yeah, I mean, all the best moments in the editor, I think, involved a steel chair in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You had Stone Cold coming out on Monday Night Raw, just laying everybody in the corporation out with a steel chair. Like, this is 97, 98. Getting in the ring, hammering everybody with the chair, Stone Cold Stunner. You know, it was it was like the the almost like if the Stunner was Batman, the chair was Robin. You know, <laughs> it was like his sidekick. It, it was, was like a, it's like a character it wasn't in Stone itself. Cold's sidekick. It was the Stone Cold Stunner's sidekick. Ah, that leads okay. up to the Stunner. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm excited to see. They're gonna have to get pretty creative, I think, in this match to use those chairs in a different way than uh, than a direct headshot since mm-hmm. that's not allowed. 
Yeah. Well, Maybe he can prop one up in the corner, Del Rio, and then stomp Swagger's head onto the uh, chair or something. We'll see. I'm I just so glad that. Swagger is getting television time. And he's like, all of a sudden, on a pay-per-view, he's one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah. The guy does the Vader bomb and the ankle lock. Like, the move list is off the, off the charts with Jack Swagger. He's just not very charismatic. And, you know, we'll just we'll see how this goes. I'm pretty sure Del Rio's going to win because he's kind of getting the push now. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> Should yeah. at least be a good match. We know Swagger's got the stamina for it. But yeah, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, Tommy Dreamer made his uh, first, had his first match in the WWE ring in I don't know, like ten years or so. He's yeah. Back from uh, back as a part of Team ECW to take out the Evil Wyatt family, mm-hmm. faced um, they put him in a match against Braun Strowman though. For some reason. Why Braun out of everybody? He's the new one. He's like seven feet tall. He can barely move. Yeah. Put him in there with uh, Luke Harper. Or, right. or Bray Wyatt, or right. even Eric Rowan. Any of those guys would have yeah. been better. Luke Harper would have been amazing. Uh, that, that was the match it should have been. Yeah. Uh, and Braun Strowman won in about five minutes with the Hug of Death, is what we're calling it now. It's supposed to be a yeah. front-face sleeper hold, but we call it the Hug of Death because yeah. his arms are so big you can't tell if he's hugging them or if he's choking them. So. Yeah. I mean, believably, yeah, that man probably could pick you up off your feet and hug you to death. But, <laughs> I mean, just... Potential tag team with Bailey though about the hugging theme, or is that is that out of the question? <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of the Beauty and the Beast there. I don't know if that's gonna really. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> not that's not happening, everybody. I just want you to know that's Bailey not to a Bailey rumor. suplex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, well, so that that uh, it happened. That was basically the end of the in reaction of Raw. We uh, ended with a promo. Reigns and Sheamus got to got into a pretty long fight. We had a uh, one of the most panned promos I think in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Where um. This, and I'll break it down for you. Roman Reigns said, Sheamus is Irish. So Roman Reigns um, said, hey, Re- hey uh, Sheamus, uh, he basically, he compared his testicles to potatoes, right? Yeah. He said, you're Irish. I thought Irish guys got potatoes, but all you have are tater tots. I was sitting there like, what? Not only is that racist, but the, it's it's not funny either. It's it's like a middle school insult. Like, ah, I felt like I was in the third grade. Yeah. This is the guy who said suffering succotash on a Monday Night Raw like, <laughs> not, not more than a year ago. <laughs> Leading up to WrestleMania, oh, I mean, man. come on, Roman. You know, we put our faith in you. We talked earlier about how we're behind you, we back you, you're our hero. I mean, who's writing this crap? Yeah. Obviously did, not did, Roman. Did he wince when he said that? He did. Uh, yeah. Everybody saw it. I thought it was a little funny at the time. Everyone started chanting, Tater Top. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought it was a pretty funny thing. Um, thinking back on it, though, it was very sophomoric. And, um, but uh, you know, I thought the brawl was pretty good. It went on for a while. They went all over the outside, all over the ring. Um, Reigns ended up spearing Sheamus to the table. Mm. It's a good way to end it. I mean, yeah, but it's like, what does it matter? Like, Sheamus just made a point of saying, no, I know we're going to do this on Sunday, so I'm not getting into the ring. He, he basically said that. And then he comes back with, oh, yeah, I know we're just going to brawl all around the ring well, now. Well, Reigns, uh, you know, he baited him. He, he, <sighs> and that's the problem. Roman Reigns' was acting is not very convincing. He was trying to bait him. He was trying to antagonize him. And it just, it just doesn't really... He doesn't really have the voice for it. Yeah, he just kind of has that, oh, dude, like that kind of voice. You know you want to get in the ring. You know you want to get yeah. in the ring and fight me. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. It, it I does. look out for my family, man. Yeah. Like, just that really laid back, cool voice. He's not passive aggressive. You know, he's not condescending. He's not demanding anything. You know, he's just not cutting very good promos. Yeah. And uh, his in-ring work isn't, you know, it's it's good, but uh, it's not good enough to make up for the poor promos. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people think that Sheamus is a, is a place marker, that Roman Reigns is going to get the title at TLC. I don't really buy it. I don't think Roman Reigns is ready for it. I don't think it's going to take probably until WrestleMania before he can get the belt. He needs a new gimmick. Yeah. We don't need a big boss man. We don't need a guy in SWAT gear as our <laughs> world champion. It just doesn't fit. 
Um, he's an enforcer. No, it's for totally a different. He used to wear a security guard uniform. Now he's a SWAT officer. It's mm. totally different. Right, totally it's different. It's yeah. totally different. Uh, Sheamus is, you know, he's someone that they can count on. He's not injury prone. Mm. He can cut promos. He can get heat. He is a draw. And, um, you know, I think he's probably going to have a couple more months as the champion. I think Roman Reigns is probably going to be sorely disappointed at TLC and possibly the month after. As, you know, this was one of the lowest rated Raws in the history of Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And everyone points to Roman Reigns not carrying the show. Yeah, like when you look at people who are critical of Seth Rollins' title reign, 221 days, I believe it was. Uh, but Seth Rollins could do could go out there and work with this ridiculous script, like what the authority asked him to do. He could put on these matches, and he could put on excellent pay-per-views, mm. even though they just made him look like yeah. a it, stiff wind could knock and, him and over. He, he was great. He was a heel, too. And yeah. the, it's easier for heels to make people hate them, to play the bad guy. I mean, that works a lot better for your champion. You know, everyone's trying to fight for the championship, so it's great with the champion's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But um, when you have, you know, when you had like Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, they were the hero champion, like sort of an anti-hero champion defending against the corporation, the establishment. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns is kind of in that spot right now, and he's really got to cut it on those promos mm -hmm. to be this anti-authoritarian, anti-establishment hero for us to cheer for. We have to really buy it. We have to relate to it. Yeah, and when you look at how wrestling's changed since then. Not just like someone's like, cheating and someone isn't. It's, yeah. You got the establishment. Yeah, you have this thing that they're fighting against, but the problem is like, we associate Roman Reigns with that establishment and today's programming. Like, back in the day, you know, Vince McMahon, the corporation, you know, the, oh, my God, the rock turned corporate heel. He sold out. But nowadays, it's like we associate Roman and his the ridiculous amount he's been pushed with that corporation. It's and then true. Sheamus, we also associate him with that. It's so true, because people, even though, just, even though Roman Reigns is written in the script as the anti-authoritarian, we still know he's getting this unjust push. Yeah. And so we still view him as part of the authority in a weird way. Yeah. So it's like we called for a heel turn at Survivor Series. That would have been perfect, right? Just like we said, Vince, uh, uh, Triple H comes out during the match against Dean Ambrose. Calls for the bell. Calls for the bell, gives him the chair. We got WrestleMania 17 all over again. Yeah. That's what we need. We need Reigns as a heel. We need Reigns to be like The Undertaker. Uh, or uh, Kama Mustafa, you know, in the, in the, the, the million-dollar corporation. You know, mm -hmm. the, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. He's Godfather's character. Yeah. He's the, 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 the fighting machine. He was this dark stone-faced, you know, heel power wrestler. And that, that's, I think, what Roman Reigns needs to be. I, I don't think he's connecting with the fans in a way that garners sympathy. I think oh. he could garner with the, get with the fans in a way that garners, you know, some hatred towards him. I think he's already proven that. Yeah, he's already getting the reactions right. that John Cena has right. been getting for years. I think they could turn it all around if they turn Roman Reigns heel. Yeah, And it would show their commitment around. to their fan base, too, mm -hmm. because... You know, it would be perfect. Uh, he, Dean Ambrose is the guy who we want to be champion because he is the guy who's left on his own, not Roman Reigns. Ambrose, so at TLC, Roman Reigns comes out. I'm still holding on to this swerve. Roman okay. Reigns comes out during the Ambrose versus uh, Owens match, screws Dean Ambrose over, says that he didn't think Ambrose was ready. Nobody thinks he's ready. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think Ambrose is ready for the IC title. So he comes out, he screws over Dean Ambrose, and then Ambrose is at ringside during the TLC match, obviously gets involved. Now we got a rivalry, Dean Ambrose. And, uh, and Roman Reigns, the, the long-awaited feud that would culminate in one of them becoming number one contender for the world title, mm -hmm. take it away from Sheamus in a couple months. Mm -hmm. That would be perfect. That's my story. There's a tangible risk in that, though, Adrian, mm -hmm. so I don't think it's going to happen. Mm, so. Let's hear it. What's the risk? <laughs> no, like, you know what I mean? Like, they can't change the status quo. Like, it's never going to be – they're not going to turn Roman Reigns heel because they want to turn him face. Right. It's just this this. this they want to turn Rocky Maivia was supposed to be a heel, a fan favorite, and then everybody they booed him, so they turned him heel. down everyone's throat. So they turned him and, heel. Yeah, and then he joined up with the Nation of Domination, then he became the 
rock, right. and it worked, that's and that's exactly that's how do. he grew. That's exactly what they could do with brains. Yeah. Even The Rock's cousin, we pointed this out, like mm-hmm. they're kind of having parallel career paths. They're demanding even. that we cheer for him in the same way they demand that we cheer for Rocky Maivia, and people are not responding. People are booing. They're, they would, and if this was the PG, if this wasn't the PG era, if we didn't have like ten-year-olds in the audience, more people would be booing. Yeah, and people would hate Roman Reigns. They'd say Reigns sucks, and they wouldn't get kicked out of the arena. And uh, you know we'd have we'd have our heel swerve, which is what's what we need. Roman Reigns is to, to be just like The Rock. I just do the same thing. I don't care. Characters are different enough. Yeah. And think about how much bigger he could it be. It would turn everything around. It would yeah. turn everything around. The ratings. People would love to watch Roman Reigns get beaten up or to see Roman Reigns cheat. You know, people would start buying the show. I think more. Yeah. And he's already this powerful wrestler. Yeah. Like he could be the anti-Seth Rollins. True. He doesn't need anybody's help True. most of the time, but he still cheats occasionally. He's like the Kevin Owens, where Kevin Owens is powerful. But he won't hesitate to cheat or walk sure. away if he thinks he's screwed. But he doesn't need it. Right. He can pummel people either way. And Roman Reigns can be a somewhat simpler, more power-based version of that. Mm. That's how he should be used. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, like we said, Monday Night Raw was one of the lowest. And yeah. uh, you know, we, we're here trying to fix it. We yeah. complained a lot the last couple of weeks. And now I think we're presenting, uh, presenting some theories at least. And I hope that WWE will listen to us and yes. fans like us. And hopefully the show will become something that gets more viewers on Monday Night Raw, because it's the flagship show. It's the longest-running episodic t- television show in history. It's been going strong since 1993 on a weekly basis, and it would be a shame to see it go. Yeah. I mean, please drop it down to two hours, though, guys. I mean, come Especially on. Especially when you got SmackDown coming to USA as well. Yeah. You know, you, this has got to get better. Yeah, like, what's USA going to say? What's People USA going to say? raising this question. Because SmackDown, I mean, I can't even imagine where SmackDown's ratings are. Raw's are this low. Like, what, what, why would USC even buy that? They must see something. There must be something. Something good's got to be about to happen. SmackDown switching to USA, bigger network. Weekly shows got to get better or they're just going to fail. I mean, USA's not going to have this yeah. deal with SmackDown as well, I don't think. Yeah, it's not. Imagine. Yeah, not to not to insult, you know, to talk about the difference between channels, but you know, between Sci-Fi and USA, there are different sorts of standards there. Mm-hmm. And USA has all these hit shows, sure. and if SmackDown can't compete, they're going to drop them, and then what's you know, what's going to happen? Bad relationship with USA and Monday Night Raw switches networks as well. You know, yeah. maybe you can only watch it on on uh, the network. Next yeah, year, I mean, you know, maybe in a year you'll only be able to see it for nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get screwed. It's gonna be, you know, three guys to a urinal. Kevin Nash is gonna come back and become champion. It's uh, like the world's gonna go down the drain. Like I don't know, it's gonna that's a little dramatic, but yeah. yeah Kevin, Kevin Nash is not coming. He's, <laughs> no, he's that's pretty, pretty old. <laughs> not true. Just talking about the worst possible case scenario. Right, for uh, a Kevin Nash so. could come. In. Yeah, a. They could get desperate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that was that was Monday Night Raw. Um, I guess we're going to take a quick commercial break um, to talk about some more CMLI podcasts and more stuff going on on the multimedia channel. So uh, we'll be right back with a little bit going into TLC. If you were always looking for a good scare, then check out Horror Central Podcast presented by CM Life. All things horror are talked about with a variety of topics, and you just might find something new to get you jumping out of your seat. For horrifying entertainment... It's Horror Central on Central Michigan Life's iTunes channel. All right, wrestling fans, the Ringmasters are back from that commercial break, and we're here to talk. Now we're going to, uh, we talked about Monday Night Raw before the break, and now we're rolling right into TLC. Um, this way we can kind of look at the impact of Monday Night Raw leading into tables, ladders, and chairs this Sunday. Yes, December 13th. One of my favorite papers. Yes, this is so exciting. And we have a pretty good-looking card, too. We do, we do. Despite all the speculation, despite everything we've been saying, the card looks pretty good, uh, Despite honestly. how crappy Monday Night Raw has been, I think we got we produced a decent card, yeah. Yeah, every championship's going to be sure. on the line. Yep. 
Uh, we have United for, States titles not on the line. Yeah, unf- yeah. Uh, isn't that the U- U.S. Oh, title? Is, is Del Rio it, and Swagger. Did they put yeah. it online in the steel chairs match? I believe so. Okay, every title on the line, you corrected yeah. me there. Uh, so the U.S. Championship chair match, Del Rio versus Swagger. Chair match, we talked about this. We're not quite sure what's going to go We're on. We're going to have to get creative. Yeah. We're going to have, have to rip. hit him in the knee instead of in the stomach those, or something. Maybe like tie the chair up in the turnbuckle, smash him into yeah. the, you know. Whip into the corner like, and into the chair or whatever. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, you know, putting, folding up someone's leg in the folding chair and trying to break their leg. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Like what Seth Rollins did to Kane, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swagger bomb onto the chair, you know. I mean, wrapping the leg up for the Patriot lock, you know. I mean, it's it, there, there's a lot of stuff they could do. I think it's going to be a great match. These guys are both amazing in the ring, two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Swagger I've always held out for, you know, because he does the ankle lock. <laughs> and, um, for that reason that, only. That's the only reason. <laughs> yep. And I kind of like the United States. I, I, I'm not a big uh, into patriotism, but the I love I love the patriotic gimmick. In wrestling, it's yeah. great. It comes out, we the people. It's he has a whole new take on it. I love his. It's the patriotic gimmick gone wrong. Like it's taken <laughs> to this logical xenophobic conclusion. Xenophobic when he's a heel anyway. Now he's right. a face. It doesn't conclusion. really have a logical reasoning anymore. Now. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about one more thing? Yep. Max America is no more. Right. I'm gonna celebrate this. Did they announce it officially, or did it just kind of fall apart? Uh, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, I just kind of forgot about it. I'm not holding my breath for the official announcement. Uh, don't make the announcement that's back on, please. I, I just won't listen. I didn't notice. Was Zeb Coulter on Monday Night Raw? Was yeah, he there? he's there. So Del Rio threatened to hit him with a chair because he tripped over a scooter or something. Right. So he's still managing Del Rio, but we're actually seeing some tension. We're thinking there might be a split coming up. Yeah, Del Rio told him, "Hey, I don't need you anymore." He threatened right. to hit this helpless old man with a steel chair, right. which was awesome. Yeah, Zeb Coulter in the wheelchair, he can't like even affect the match at all. He can't pull a leg when someone's coming off the ropes. He can't interfere even. It's he just sits at the ramp and has a sign that says "No haters are allowed here." As a manager, <laughs> it just doesn't really make sense. So hopefully, I mean, maybe we'll see him at ringside at the steel chairs match. Maybe there'll be some tension. You know, obviously Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter go way back to the mm-hmm. Great American Tag Team. Um, now he's managing Del Rio. Um, so this can create a little tension between the two, the fact that uh, Zeb Coulter is kind of in between. So we'll see if he's a ringside, maybe causing some more drama. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It'll be a great technical match, though. That's for yes, sure. that's definitely. Sure. All right, and then moving right along, triple threat tag team ladder match. Yes, that's New Day nice. versus the Usos this versus is, the Lucha Dragons. This, this could be as good, and I'm sad that it's not a full-on TLC match because the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the TLC matches oh my back, gosh. back in the day, back in the early 2000s, late 90s. Those matches are still talked about. Triple today. Some threat. Of the best. This is and this is close to. This is actually before the TLC match. They had one of these triple threat tag tag team ladder match. It was like on a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown before. Didn't think it was going to be that great. It was like amazing, and that's how they came up with TLC. So you know these triple threat ladder matches. It could be amazing. It yeah. could be an incredible match. People like the Usa Drag the Lu- the Uso Dragons. The Uso Dragons. The Lucha Dragons. Talking about a new stable. The Lucha Dragons. <laughs> the Usos. You got Kofi Kingston in there. You know, the high-flying stuff is going to be uh, on par. I mean, these are st- all the biggest high-flyers aside from someone like Adrian Neville mm-hmm. that, are, that are really in the in the promotion now. So, Yeah, and this is <laughs> obviously this is a win-win this for us be, as fans because we like all these guys. This could be a classic match. This could this could go down in history. Yeah. And, and they can all do it. They all have the physicality. Um, all of them have different types of charisma. Obviously, the New Day is the funniest, but I believe the other ones can carry the titles. You know, they're – 
very, very, you know, everyone's like, I'm just happy to see all yeah. of them here. New Day need to kind of lose the belt, and they need to be able to be ha- handle themselves as this heel faction to be just as annoying without being the champions. You know, that I think is the next step for them. Mm-hmm. Now they've established themselves, we're obnoxious, we're the champions, there's nothing you can do about it. Have them lose the belts and then see if they can still get that kind of heat. I almost guarantee they can. I almost guarantee they can too, and so I think we might see a title change. Usos obviously deserve it. They're, they're kind of the workhorses. Luchas, they haven't gotten one yet. We could see, you know, who was the one? Callisto was in. He was in the tournament for the yes. and he was great. Eliminated Ryback. I mean, these Lucha Dragons are good. They're a good team. They're both really good wrestlers. Sin Cara's, you know, he's been around for a while too. Um, we'll see. That that should be a classic. Yeah, that should be a classic. Steel chairs match, maybe kind of fun to watch, entertaining. This could be a classic though. Definitely. I'm just I'm so excited about this one. And the next one. Kevin Owens mm-hmm. versus Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Match of the night, I'm calling it. And, and it's um, not even a stipulated match. Nope. It's just a s- single. We're going to have spinning drop toe holds. We're going to have arm drags. We're going to have hip tosses. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, you know, all those classic all those classic moves that Dean Ambrose always talks about. What a gentleman's competition. Yeah, gentleman's competition. Yeah, gentleman's competition. Gentleman's competition. Face locks, hammer locks. Uh, and then you got and you got someone like Kevin Owens <laughs> who has absolutely no respect for competition, mm-hmm. you know, against Dean Ambrose who is insane yet has this weird sort of respect. And you can you can see they're both students of the game. Yeah. They're both these you know highly trained, surprisingly technical wrestlers. Owens does not want to lose that belt. Too. No, that belt is money to him. He is the prize fighter. That's I found. We were talking about what's yeah, his nickname. It's it was the prize, the prize fighter. The prize yep. fighter. Yep. They call Owens a prize fighter because he doesn't care about anything. He just wants to, he's just wrestling is how he makes money to support his family. And that's always an interesting thing with him because you want to feel sympathetic towards him supporting his family, but he's such a jerk about it. Yeah. And I like that character. It's nice and simple. It's, it's But it's also complex. Yeah, it's, it's static. It's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's fairly straightforward. There's also some depth to it. You can tell he likes hurting people, mm-hmm. but also he doesn't like getting hurt and is willing to bounce out of anything he doesn't like. Yeah. So it's... This will be an interesting... This is a good match. Yeah. Owens and Ambrose, that was a good choice. They did. They had a good match uh, in the tournament mm-hmm. leading up to Survivor Series. And so this now, this is obviously the result of that being a, a good match. And we're going to see it again. Hopefully we'll get it even a little bit longer this time. Yes, hopefully. We know both those guys can do Crazy endurance. They can go more than 10 minutes. Yes. WWE, they can do it. They got this. Let's now, a match go. that um, I'm ex- I was excited to hear about when they introduced it on Raw, because Rhino obviously came up, but the ECW versus Wyatt's eight-man elimination tables match. Now, this could be really good. Obviously, the formula is there. you got yeah. ECW tables. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wyatt family... You just you just gotta wonder if it's really gonna live up to the hype, you know. If the Dudley boys, they're a little saggy. They're they're not really. They haven't really performed up to the. They're, they're they haven't been getting as big of a pop as they used to. No, and I mean, I Rhino was all right. I mean, he only did a few moves. Like he didn't. You what know, was the pop like though? He did he get he got a pretty big pop though when he came out. I kind of. I was really trying to listen for the pop, and I heard a I heard a little bit like. It wasn't big. I mean, it wasn't huge though. Like he wasn't as just he wasn't quite as well known as the Dudley sure. Boys, I guess, to the the audience. But yeah. I mean, ECW plus tables plus Wyatt family. This on paper, this can't go wrong. But I mean, I you honestly got a, of, you got a lot of old guys in that ring. I mean, old guys. Tommy Dreamer did not look very quick. No, he looked. He's usually like he was, pretty quick. Yeah, he looked like he was hurting. Like. uh I mean, I'm kind of glad that match went the way it did because at least no moves were were botched. Mm-hmm. We didn't get uh, yeah. what you were talking about the that drop kick. Yeah. Or but that was a technical like match, you know. That, yeah, like <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper <laughs> conundrum. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's for another day. Yes. But yeah, um, I, you know, you have Tommy Dreamer. He's a, he's a pretty quick guy. Um, 
Rhino, the Dudley, they're, 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 I guess the redeeming factor is that they're in their element, you know? Mm. These guys are some of the most creative guys with tables. They should be able to set up some some really crazy stunts that'll probably take take the the, the, the noticeability off of how, how how old and saggy they are in the ring, to be, mm. to be blunt. So that that should be a good match. It'll be good to see Rhino back. I hope that uh, I hope we can see Rhino get in the singles competition challenge for the IC or the United States title though too. Yeah, that'd be exciting. He's great in the ring. Tommy Dreamer not so much. Rhino though. Yeah. Better than NXT. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had some great matches in NXT uh, just about a year ago. So we'll see. He's in, still in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Divas Championship. We mentioned Charlotte versus Paige. Who's yeah. your pick for this? Do you think they're going to take it off Charlotte? Yet? Uh, I, man, I don't really know. Unfortunately, I know these are like the words of death. I'm I don't really care at this point between the two of them because the the feud from a psychology standpoint, uh, Paige started out as the clear this like vicious right. competitor. She and turned just, on Charlotte. Charlotte was part of her team. And she yeah, this this tra- this traitorous heel who also kind of had a point, and then she went and insulted her family, and then Charlotte's become this egotistical heel as well. I just don't know what who to root for. Part of me wants to root for Paige because I I like her personality and her character, <clears throat> but I don't want to root for someone who made fun of a deceased member of the Flair family. Yeah, either, I, I'm so. gonna have to root for Charlotte just because of my <laughs> my love for the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah, because he's gonna he, be in her corner. You just have to be on his side. Um, we had Natalia versus Charlotte back in NXT a couple of years ago. You had Bret Hart on run side, you know, the uncle of, of Natalia, and he had uh, uh, Ric Flair on the side of uh, Charlotte because he's her father. I had to, I just, I didn't care. You know, usually I like Natalia in the ring. She's yeah. one of my favorites, but to have Ric Flair in your corner, you can't go wrong. Right. You just, you just want him to win. You just want Nature Boy to be happy. Yes. He deserves it. <laughs> when he talks about how much he loves his daughter, it's like, those are, those two aren't heels, you know? Sure. I, I love that guy. Sure. And now he has a daughter and now yeah. he's, you know, he just wants her to win and he's probably going to help her cheat, <clears throat> which is going to be great. Yeah. And, and they let I, him do it. I would really wish this feud with Paige would end. I think Charlotte should move forward as a heel, as a villain. I, yeah. And Becky Lynch should be the face because right. they've already been setting that they up. They have a little heat between Charlotte and Becky Lynch. So defeat Paige soundly. Paige is gone. Maybe Paige is down in the mid card. Charlotte and Becky Lynch for the title. I mean, mm-hmm. Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Don't want to just yeah. put that out there randomly, yeah. but, you know, maybe Sasha Banks should get a title shot. Maybe she should hold it for a little bit. She was the last NXT champion. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe she should hold it for a long time. We'll see. I just I, I just think that um, there's a lot of feuds that I think need to end at this pay-per-view, one of them being Charlotte versus Paige. That just needs to be end. It yeah. needs to be over with. Same thing with Del Rio and Jack Swagger, the whole Zeb Coulter argument thing. You know, they, these, these, these feuds need to just end. These wrestlers need to move on to the next thing, I think. And I th- hopefully we're going to see that at TLC. Hopefully, hopefully. Speaking of things ending, uh, we have the world title match, TLC match. It's a singles TLC match. Right? Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. What's your prediction here, man? What well, I said think? earlier, I don't think they're going to give it to Reigns. And I don't think he's ready, especially after Monday Night Raw. He, he did not get a pop. He's embarrassed himself. He needs to turn heel before they can put the belt on him. That's that's what I would do. I don't think as a face champion, I don't think he works. As a face tag team partner, I think he's a great. Him and Dean Ambrose would be an awesome tag team. Oh, yeah. If they weren't so destined. If Ambrose wasn't so destined for singles competition. Mm-hmm. He's a lunatic fringe in a tag team. doesn't make sense. He's yeah. supposed to be psychotic and a loner. So, um, but yeah, Reigns, uh, I don't think they're going to give him the belt. I think he's going to lose again, and I think they're going to keep making him lose until he gets, they can make him get so angry that he's going to turn heel. Mm-hmm. That and, would make sense. And what if he turned heel in the middle of the match and then won? we got to swerve, yeah. and Reigns walks out of TLC as the heel world champion. I, I got no problems with that. Yeah, I don't if, think they'll do it, but if, I wouldn't have a problem with that. The second they, they turn him heel, I think he's ready to be champion, but he yes. needs to be a bad guy. So 
So if that's 30 seconds after turn seal, that's five minutes after turn five seal. Five minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, after that's five minutes and 15 <laughs> seconds, which is how long it took for him to lose the title of Sheamus. <laughs> then yes, then let's let's put the belt on him, but not as a good guy because it's just not working out. Yeah, they tried it. It's been going on for too long now. Yeah. They've been trying to do it for almost a year, more than a year, uh, and it's it just hasn't borne any fruit yet. Yep. So you know, a lot of a lot of anticipation going into TLC. A lot of storylines we're hoping we'll uh, see come to fruition. A lot of characters will hope to come to fruition as well. Um, hopefully, people continue to move and not get stagnated into these kind of abysmal feuds or feuds that are just needing to end. That were good once and now have gotten a little bit ripe and need to be plucked. Mm-hmm, um, well, yeah, we're gonna take I guess another quick commercial break here, and we'll come back with some uh, news in the industry. Thank you. If you were always looking for a good scare. Then check out Horror Central Podcast, presented by CM Life. All things horror are talked about with a variety of topics, and you just might find something new to get you jumping out of your seat. For horrifying entertainment, it's Horror Central on Central Michigan Life's iTunes channel. Welcome back, listeners. Um, this is Adrian Headache Hedden. And I am Grant LaFave. And we're back here with another um, another bit from uh, from the Ringmasters. After that quick commercial break, we're going to start talking about the news in the industry. Now, we got a lot of stuff to cover here. Um, I was going to start a little political stuff. We've heard Cena has publicly denounced Donald Trump on the Today Show. Yeah, I'd heard about this. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yep, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank way you. to go, Cena. Just way a, to use your vacation for something really productive. Just another another public figure debasing Donald Trump. I yes, mean, I mean, we can't not, have enough of those. We don't like to talk too much about politics on the show. We try to keep it wrestling, but, uh, you know, I mean, who is supporting this guy? That's the question. <laughs> I'd like to see Rolling Stone or some magazine do a... Uh, do a profile on a Donald Trump supporter. Must be a psycho. Yeah. Who knows? Front page story. Front page. <laughs> Who is supporting? It's not John Cena. We know that. No. Um, and we also had an announcement. Sting has said now he is going to require neck surgery after those, uh, after, I think it was two buckle bombs. Yes. At, at um, Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Um, left him out. It was only his second match. He had a, such a big comeback, and now he's going to be out for months. <sighs> Who knows? if Even if he wasn't out for months, would they even book him? Who knows? But he's, uh, they call it, they're calling it cervical spinal stenosis. Basically, uh, his uh, spinal cord is pinched two different places by uh, parts of his vertebrae or spine. So, he, yeah, he's going to need surgery. Um, John Cena had a similar injury back in the day, from what I read. And, uh, you know, obviously he, he, he pulled away fine. It's not a major injury. I think they just have to kind of move the, unpinch the cord. So no, no, two, no two major surgery, but he is going to need it. And is going to leave him out for months because of his neck surgery. So Yes. And we're Most not quite thing. sure how 50? long. Yeah. This could be it. I mean, I don't know. After a neck injury like that, she's A neck injury, like you come back, you're 50, and you get a massive neck injury like this. I, I just, I can't imagine him coming back to a ring ever. No. He's a smart guy. He's creative. He'll, he'll make money. Yeah. And he, he, he has successfully. Oh, Very yeah. successfully. Comic books. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. major. So, yeah, we'll see. Um. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully Sting, um, I'd love to see him back in the ring. I want to see him win. I just want to see him win. I'd love to see him get a clean win over Triple H, but that'll probably never happen. So, I mean, you know, uh, Sting and Triple H, too, uh, Sting wins. I'm tingling yeah. with the anticipation. What is Sting's neck injury? I think if his neck injury and he could heal up, what is this? What is, when is WrestleMania? Yeah. When is WrestleMania? Like April? Yes. So I think he could have enough time to heal up and be ready to get his vengeance on Triple H or WrestleMania. That like, would be fun. Awesome. That would be great. That's a That's a month's worth of promos. Yeah. Sting coming back, something just so simple that he lost at WrestleMania. He can, he can, they can even do almost pipe bomb interviews where he's complaining about how he got buried after the loss. You brought me back to lose. 
I mean, we could break kayfabe and have a great feud with Triple H and Sting for just a month leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah, that'd be great. It's like, yeah, you, you made me lose, and then I had to shake your hand, make it look like you didn't just hit me with a sledgehammer. Sure. And, yeah. And we I, can have an actual match instead of run-ins from the NWO and... <laughs> DX. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Kevin Nash. <laughs> your favorite, right? No. Happy to see him. <laughs> this guy ruined the industry. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> Kevin Nash ruined professional wrestling. Yeah. He, he, he ruined it. Well, yeah. His... Just the worst. All right, we'll we won't get too that, we won't get too into that. Maybe though. we'll do that later. We'll we'll have a special. If he ever shows his face at a wrestling event and I see it online, we're gonna do it. If he ever shows up at the Royal Rumble <laughs> again, yes, he got a huge pop, which is blows my mind. Diesel. But yeah, Diesel yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, back to news before we just start complaining about the NWO. Uh, talking about um, not too major, but Ric Flair actually called out Mick Foley uh, for his criticisms against yep. the WWE as of late. He used the words Monday morning quarterback, to, you know, talking about, hey, man, you haven't really been there. You're kind of being very critical of them. Sure. So speaking back out in favor of the, of the WWE against Mick Foley, who has questioned publicly being a fan, sure. although he was won back by last week, sure. Monday Night Raw. Sure. But, yeah, um, what do you think about this? Like, Well, you know, uh, Ric Flair has always headed out for Mick Foley. Um, he's cut interviews multiple times denouncing Mick Foley is not a really a wrestler. He's a glorified stuntman. You know, Ric Flair he wrestled with a much more mat-based technical style then. And he was very proud of it. He sort of brought – he actually really kind of invented it in wrestling. He was one of the first to do that more showy, um, you know, mat-based uh, technical style as opposed to more of the Grecian kind of – just mat wrestling guys used to do. Mm-hmm. So he was very proud of his wrestling style. He was an innovator. And, uh, yeah, he was not a fan of Mick Foley. He always thought Mick Foley was a glorified stuff. I mean, and Foley did kind of forego the technical aspects of wrestling to make it seem like he was in just to hurt himself to be more realistic. But I thought Mick Foley, he can put so, out a good match, sure, though. Sure, absolutely. Like, and he can technically wrestle. He knows how to do it. He can do it just like Flair can. So mm-hmm. Flair's always headed it out for Mick Foley. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think this is just more of that crap. I, I, yeah. The Nature Boy, as much as a fan of I am, uh, as much of a fan of his I am yeah. in the ring, if you do just a little bit digging to read about the person who is Ric Flair. Yes. He's not the... Uh, not the greatest guy in the world, and I hope that doesn't ever ruin my chances of meeting him and being buddies, maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, he can be a bit of a jerk in, in, in person, in interviews. And, um, you know, is he wrong? Is Mick Foley wrong? He's not wrong at all. And um, for the Nature Boy to defend it, I'd, I'd think that that's short-sighted. I'd, call, I'd ask Mick Foley, where, or Ric Flair, where have you been? You know, this is the worst, this is the lowest ratings. Yeah. Mick Foley's the voice of the people. He's talking about, he's, talking, he's saying everything fans are thinking. Yeah, he's wrestling fans like long-lost that, uncle. That, like, this guy is awesome. I get that Flair's daughter is in it now, and maybe if Mick Foley's daughter was in it, would he be as critical? His son works there. Yeah, so, yeah as part of creative. It's hey, like, well, yeah, it's, come on, Flair, back off. Back off. I mean, what, he, Mick Foley made a very detailed explanation. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd like to see Flair go through and criticize all those different points Foley made. I don't think he could. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. It's like, do you pay attention to the show that you are on almost no, every week now? Anybody but his own daughter. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, you know, we love both of them, but we, we you know, we hate for stuff like this to break out. Sure. We, you know, what, but let's get a fictional war going let's you know let's get you know uh kevin owens and sheamus complaining about one another on twitter like that's funny this isn't really like really funny no it would have been nice to see flair versus foley that would have been a cool match (laughs) definitely okay but um yeah moving right along Sami Zayn is set to return to nxt for the uk tour starts december 16th yes he uh he hurt his shoulder in a match versus john cena his raw debut actually was not his last match he had a match for the nxt title against kevin owens later that may um that exacerbated the injury and he was taken out of action since May. So he's coming back December 16th. Uh, what is that, about six months out of action, seven months out of action? 
Um, one of the, you know one of the one of the greats of NXT, one of the up and coming uh, stars. So we'll we'll see how he does on the UK tour. NXT will be several dates. Yeah, Kingdom. It'll be great to have him back. We finally hear the announcement. Yes, it's that was so heartbreaking. And he debuted on Monday Night Raw just to get that injury. Part of that open challenge. You saw it happen, too. You could see exactly oh, when gosh. he was injured. You could see his face. And I'm just glad he wrestled for, like, another five minutes. He could finish the match with a blown shoulder. So It's like he's a worker. You just have those moments as a wrestling fan. Whether or not someone hurt themselves or, or it looks like they did, you just suck in your breath. Like, this could be the last time I see this person on TV. It's, t- it's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, those Seth Rollins clips when he blew his oh, meniscus. Oh, God. That Horrible, and I was scared even during Monday Night Raw because uh, Alicia Fox, um, mm-hmm. she came down weird on her leg, mm-hmm. and that also happened to Nikki Bella, which mm-hmm. is part of the reason why she's out. Well, she's also out; she has neck issues as well. But yeah. you know, we won't get too much into that. She's still out, and so well, yeah. is John Cena. It's but. always so heartbreaking when you actually see an injury happen on TV. Um, yeah. I, I think back to when Triple H uh, t- tore his quadricep completely off the bone. Um, I saw that match happen on it was on a, an episode of Raw. Um, Tears his quad, you see it happen, too. You, you see it on the camera. You see the muscles coming right up, just popping out. And then the funny thing was Triple H went on for, like, ten more minutes, put himself in the walls of Jericho, which is a very much a leg-focused submission hold, pulled right on it. They said that made it so much worse, but he finished the match, and we saw the same thing with Sami Zayn, just that dedication to pro wrestlers. Just do, doesn't matter if they get hurt. Stone Cold, when he broke his neck, he went five more. He, he kept wrestling yeah. until the match is over because they just want to finish the match, and then they'll – Deal with the doctors later. And yeah. That's that's commitment to your job right there, that's, folks. Well, that's, that's when you know someone's incredible. destined for superstardom. I don't think all wrestlers would do that. Sami Zayn proved it on yeah. Monday Night Raw against Cena, and he's hopefully going to keep proving it in, in the United Kingdom at the NXT tour. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Glad to see him back. Really happy for that. We need those new guys like Sami Zayn to be the next Kevin Owens. Yeah, right. We need him be to the be next, the, We need more of those NXT guys in the roster not jobbing that are not up. the Ascension in the roster. <laughs> yeah, the Ascension. I figured out what it is with the Ascension. They would have been cool. They just suck on the mic. Yeah, there's like there's just less than no reaction. Like yeah. it's it's not even being bad; it's just having no reaction. They might have debuted with Xbox Heat, which is really sad. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate they got mm. that right away. So that's that's some happy news. Um, I got a couple. I got a sad bit of sad news here. We got the Jimmy Snuka. Oh yes, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. We talked a bit about Mick Foley. Foley always says that seeing Jimmy Snuka die from the top of a steel cage in Madison Square Garden in the late '80s or early '80s, probably, um, was uh, one of the greatest. You know led to Mick Foley becoming a wrestler. Jimmy Snooker was one of the all-time greats. Um, he's Samoan, part of the family, right? The Samoan family and the Inouye family. And um, one of the greatest of all time. Well, in 1983, his girlfriend was, uh, well, he, he actually called. His girlfriend was found dead on, on the side of a highway, um, blunt force trauma to the brain, fractured skull. That was 1983. Um, it was not ruled a murder at the time. Snooker called the ambulance. He was not found, he was not charged until uh, 32 years later. And uh, I believe it was uh, last. I think we, what did we? What did I say? In uh, September, he was actually yeah. officially arrested for the death of his girlfriend. Her name is Nancy Argentino. Um, you know, obviously hopes and prayers go out to the family. But um, you know, Snuka is now being charged with uh, third degree murder and manslaughter. He's going to be in court March twenty second mm-hmm. of uh, two thousand sixteen. And um, you know. An even sadder part of this case, Snooker's attorneys are arguing he can't even stand trial. He's got Parkinson's disease. He's in his 70s. Oh, God. Yeah, he's 72. So, I, I didn't believe that. That's. I mean, to see this guy get put away for murder at 72 is so sad. You know, and then you're gonna, he's probably going to die. If he goes to prison, he'd probably die there, and uh, we probably wouldn't get to see him as a public figure for wrestling anymore. Oh, 
I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it's been 32 years. Uh, from what I read, it was the longest uh, cold case in the uh, in the county that it's in. That uh, Lee County resulted in yeah, in Lee County that it resulted in charges. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, obviously we hope he is not found guilty. We hope he's acquitted. I'm. I I'm from reading the case. There might have been some domestic violence involved. You know, and I know that's a very sensitive topic these days, but uh, it's 32 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something we're going to keep following as it as it develops more. We can find out a hard more thing. information, too. It's a hard thing to talk. It's a hard thing to really reach a conclusion on. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. I feel about this. Right. Just just sadness all the way. Right? It's just just bad situation for everyone involved. And yeah, yeah. We, one, of the, one of the greats of all time on yeah. un- trial for a third degree murder. Yeah. Sad thing to see. Yeah. Um, also, um, <laughs> going, going on with the crime stuff, we have uh, kind of produced a little bit of a roundup here of uh, wrestlers being attacked at shows. Oh. Um, recently, Alberto Del Rio was attacked at an event in Puerto Rico for the World Wrestling Council. He was still fulfilling a contract obligation. He didn't have to do that. He was there. That was on December 5th. Um, basically, if you watch the clip, he uh, rolls out of the ring, and um, a fan just starts beating on him from the, ring, from the ringside. Just starts pounding on him. And obviously security rushed him. They were able to continue the match. The other wrestler, they obviously, they started brawling and they sort of wandered away from the crowd that was, Gosh. of security guards that were beating the crap out of this guy because he just started pounding on Del Rio for no reason. Oh my God. Yeah, that was in Puerto Rico. He probably didn't even have to go to that show. He was just trying to be a nice guy and fulfill his contract now yeah. that he's, you know, one of our mainstays in WWE. <laughs> you know, and it's just like and that's, that's a whole complicated situation too. I mean, like, obviously the person must, contract. must have been, yeah, obviously yeah, must. But the person must have been on drugs. I mean, why does this happen? Why would you do that? Yeah, did you like it, it's it's like when you hear about Randy Orton and the show I believe in South Africa. The mm-hmm. guy came up when he was doing his Orton pose, that mm-hmm. awesome hyperextending <laughs> shoulder thing on the ropes, mm-hmm. and uh, then some dude comes up and hits him in the nuts. And Randy Orton looked like he was about to slap the interviewer who asked him if it was a work. <laughs> he was he was really upset about that. Yeah, that's I, uh, it's it's a weird thing when fans do that. They want to get on TV maybe, or they they just want attention. Um, oh, it happened uh, as well during the uh, it was Ambrose Reigns and Jericho against the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. And do you, is that one on your list? I don't think so. Okay, and was that this year? and then some guy ju- yeah, some guy jumped in and the camera cut away from him and you heard oh. you heard Wyatt joke. Oh, is that your no? Is that guy your, dressed that up your as guy? A, guy dressed up as a Shield member runs in? Yeah, he wanted yeah. attention. That wasn't yeah. malicious. I think he no. just wanted to be on the show. He was an overexcited fan. He's probably drunk. Right. He's dressed up like this. Really, probably planned the whole thing. Yeah. So that's one thing. But attacking Del Rio like that in that's, Puerto Rico. That's not acceptable. We had um, at a WWE event, uh, I believe that was in West Virginia, on November 29th. Somebody, uh, Sheamus was uh, reportedly hitting the head with a bottle someone threw oh, him. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. he was he was bleeding from the head um, during the match. They had to, they had to call it. He um yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get I guess, you know, I hate Sheamus. <laughs> but I wouldn't throw a bottle at the, at him. You know, it's a <laughs> no. show. It's he's not yeah. even if it was a real even if it wasn't choreographed and the, it wasn't scripted, why would you ever throw a bottle at a professional athlete? Yeah. You know, you can hate the team all you want, but these are human beings. They they're not the you know, he's not Sheamus. He's just a guy who is Sheamus. You know, he plays Sheamus. Yeah. He's, he's just he's just out there trying not, to do his job. It's not his fault that the people don't know how to write the show and they made him champion and he probably doesn't deserve it. It's not his fault. There's no reason to throw bottles at him. Yeah. Um, and then we had, you know, back in August, this is the third one. This this was the – Del Rio was the third one this year. We had Reigns in August. Roman Reigns, um, someone threw a Money in the Bank briefcase. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, I hadn't heard about Hit that. Hit him in the back of the head of the live <laughs> taping. It was a WWE live event. These are all not, uh, not in televised shows. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Reigns was hit with a replica Money in the Bank briefcase um, in British Columbia. Ouch. So, I mean, this has been happening all year, and we had that guy at the Performance Center we talked about, too. Yeah, with yeah. With just these crazed fans that get so violent. 
And, um, you know, I watch wrestling. I know the difference between reality and, 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 and fiction. And I think wrestling has strengthened my, my awareness of that and the difference between reality and fiction. But I think there are a lot of wrestling fans that think that this is that this is that this is reality, that this is completely realistic, and that mm-hmm. and that if you don't like Del Rio, then just like uh, Jack Swagger, you should go up and hit him in the head. Yeah, it, it gives wrestling fans a bad name. Like, it, bad it makes name. it makes us all seem like these radicals because these are the guys who get you know get put on headlines and get featured on these things sure. where they talk about wrestling, not normal, reasonable people who also enjoy wrestling. Like, nobody knew Jon Stewart was a fan, for example, and <laughs> yeah. we just figure out these guys, and it's Wrestling it's is just it's sad, not man. a ritual in violence. Nah. It is not just a place for everyone to go and be violent. It is, it is an art form. It is a form of entertainment that we all enjoy. It is, mm-hmm. it is no different than any other form of fine art. And um, to, to, to make it into this violent situation where fans are going to now start attacking, I mean, if it wasn't for Del Rio, and Del Rio always, you know, wrestlers were always saying that if it wasn't for us, the fans wouldn't be here. That's bullshit. If... If it wasn't for the wrestlers, I wouldn't. Why would you be there? That's bullshit. Yeah. We have no reason. There's no reason for to attack a wrestler. Why would right. you go pay and go see Del Rio and attack him? Like yeah. you're, you're just gonna screw up the match and ruin it for everybody. It's like going to um going to like a concert, like a rock and roll concert, and, and trying to jump on the, the stage and interrupting the song. Yeah. You paid to hear the song. Screwed up. Yeah. It's screwed up. I I just don't understand it. But screwed up. yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's really frustrating to read. You know, I, we, 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 I'm not a dumb person. I like wrestling. These dumb people that like wrestling make it look like all the people like wrestling are dumb. You know, I read books. I'm intellectual. You're into, we're smart guys. Yeah. We're not the kind of people that are going to go and get drunk and start throwing fists at people. No. And that's the kind of people that uh, the mainstream thinks go to wrestling shows. Yeah, and, and the thing about wrestling oh. is there, you, you're, there's so many things you're allowed to do as a fan in wrestling that you aren't in other events. You can bring almost anything you want on a poster. Right. You can say whatever you want. Right. You can converse with them. Fan interaction is so important, and that's why yeah. it's so sad to see these assaults. It's, it goes horribly wrong we when need these people f- just don't know how to do it. Because we need fans. We need them to be there. We need them to interact, and we need them to get excited. But we do not need them to try to ruin the show with an act of violence against a superstar. That is just obnoxious. Oh my gosh, man! This gets me upset. It does. Scott Steiner was in a car accident at 3 a.m. on Saturday, December 5th. He hit three deer, told his car he was fine, wrestled that night in Middleton, Connecticut, for big time wrestling. I love Scott Steiner, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is big awesome. Big pump made it, yeah. smacked on a couple deer, made made it made it out, able to wrestle in Middleton, Connecticut, for big time wrestling. Which I don't know. You're familiar with big time wrestling. It's sort of an iconic. They sort of take these old school legends and they do all these untelevised house shows, kind of like down south and in the in the northeast. So, <laughs> good cool. for him, man. Good for you, Scott Steiner. Good At least he's still. I'm surprised he's still alive. I was I was going. Oh, there he is. Yeah. I missed the big Papa Pump. I yeah. liked him. His yeah. uh, his rivalry with Goldberg was one of the best parts of WCW, especially, you know, after you know this was like in 2000 when he rivaled with Goldberg and it was a great program. And yeah. It was like in 2000 when the company was falling apart. A lot of people don't realize that. He was a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Kind of screwed him up in WWF. He yeah. booked him as sort of a sexual, deviant, genetic, you know, he's uh, it, just weird. And he just became infamous for that one time he blew the, the double underhook. You know, what What in the world was that with Triple H? But he was Did we great. ever talk about Kevin Nash at WrestleMania 11 blowing oh, the jackknife? God. Uh, come on. Come no, on, we never man. talk about that. It's we... the easiest possible version of a powerbomb to do. <laughs> like, for real. He dropped Shawn Michaels all one time, too. All he had to do was or... lift him up. <laughs> and we try to knock Scott Steiner, who was the, yeah. g- the guy who invented the Frankenstein, the Hurricane Rana. Yeah. No one did that move in America before Scott Steiner. I mean, yeah. so. His his rivalry with Goldberg even outclipsed his 
uh, rival eclipsed his. I can't even talk. <laughs> rivalry with the English language and mine. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, he was so. not very good at promos, but yeah, no, I love that guy. Though. It always matter. generated heat. Always yeah. generated heat. He's still wrestling, apparently, and also uh, crashed me to deer. <laughs> yes. All right, Ollie, you got any more news? That's about all I have. All right, um, just kind of someone, CM Punk is trying to put rumors to rest. Right. Um, people keep saying, oh, when's it going to come back? When's it going to come back? I've heard about this. Yeah, um, and CM Punk just said someone on Twitter, hey, money isn't everything. Like, He's not coming back. They couldn't pay him enough money. He's not coming. The guy, the guy, dealt with a, the guy wrestled with a staph infection for how many months? Mm-hmm. Medical trainers would not look at it. You know, like that, that was that's abuse. Yeah, and saying that and going out and he going out and saying all those things, that's just sealed his fate. Like he's right. he's not sealed his fate, he opened up to other career opportunities. This man publicly has seemed pretty open to bringing him back one day, but I, it's not reciprocated. I don't think so. he's going to. I don't think he wants any part of that. He's drawing comics, he's gonna actually be a UFC fighter. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate right now and I don't think a return to WWE is uh, is on it. Yeah, no, I don't predict that's gonna happen either. Um, other news, NXT TakeOver, uh, December 16th in London. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to start watching more of these NXT, especially yeah. the TakeOvers. Especially with Sami Zayn coming back. Yes. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think that's probably a reasonable reason to subscribe to the network on its own, just to be able to watch the NXT on a weekly basis. Ten bucks a month. Definitely. I'm almost sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. And um, who is going to be the villain in the new Ninja Turtles movie? Mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. New villain. I, I, I want you to say it because you love him so much. Yeah, you showed me this. You showed me the poster. <laughs> I showed you the picture. Yep, I, I wish Sheamus. this was video just so we could show people the, the picture. The world heavyweight champion, the Celtic warrior Sheamus, will be playing, was it Bebop or Rocksteady? Rocksteady. Rocksteady, the rhino character, yep. right? The rhinoceros kind of character. <laughs> yeah, Sheamus will be a villain in the Ninja Turtles, the upcoming Ninja Turtles movie. Um, you know, this actually follows a long line of terrible wrestlers playing villains in Ninja Turtles movies, if you remember the second Kevin Ninja Nash. Turtles movie, Secret of the Ooze, Kevin Nash Super playing Shredder. Super Shredder, credited in the movie as Kevin Mask. Really? Not Kevin Nash. Did not have the copyright to his own name. Are you kidding he me? He was called Kevin Mask. Kevin Mask. M-A-S-K. Kevin Mask in the credits. For that that is awesome. Well, yep, so Sheamus is going to play uh, Rocksteady. Now, he's a pretty good actor. I think I think he can do it. I'm gonna. St- I'm just gonna throw it out there. He's, yeah. he, I think he can play a monster. Has he I mean, been in movies before? I I, I I honestly don't know. Don't know. I don't really follow WWE movies because it makes me. I try not to. <laughs> I watched the Marine and that was enough. So. <laughs> right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I think that's probably gonna be a cool movie. I hope it's, uh, it's obviously gonna be live action, unlike the three three D animated crap we got last uh, last time. So um. So yeah. Sheamus is rock steady. I guess it's happening. Nothing we can do about it. Nope. Trailer's dropping tomorrow. Check it out. <laughs> Or today, because our podcast comes out on Thursday, so check it out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I can't wait to see the trailer. I think it'll be funny to see him all decked out yeah. and uh, special effects and stuff. But, yeah, that's um, that's all we had for news today. Um, this will actually be the last Ringmasters podcast in the year 2015. Um, next week is finals week. We are, we are college students, yes. so um, we do have to focus on that. We will be back in January. Um, but uh, before that, we um, before we go, we just wanted to kind of recap sort of what's been going on this year in wrestling. Um, I guess I, I got some stuff here about Impure Wrestling Entertainment. This was our, our second year of the promotion in Mount Pleasant, second year of their promotion, I should say. It's not my promotion. Um, and uh, this is a local independent wrestling here in Mount Pleasant, pro wrestling. Um, and it's, it's a great show. They do monthly shows. Multiple new champs were named this year. Um, the crowd's been growing. And I, I, I guess um, if you don't go, you don't know, but... The crowds at the IW events have been growing at every monthly event. It is it is explode. It's it's getting big. They're 
they're growing. Hopefully they'll be able to afford more rent for a bigger studio eventually. And we can actually get uh, a big crowd in there because right now they're performing at the Mac TV studios. Um, but yeah, it's been a hell of a year for them. It was Stanley all, standing room only at the, at the November show. It was packed. Um, the next show is on December 12th. Like I said before, they've signed a deal with the Roku. There's 20 channels, 20 public access channels in 13 states. Um, and a big news for IW coming up um, on December, on January 23rd. The, the show on the 23rd, um, they have a talent exchange with Middle Kingdom Wrestling in China. Um, it's a public access uh, on public access channels, just like IW, but in China. Um, we'll be bringing over the uh, MKW World Champion Dalton Bragg. He'll be debuting from all the way 7,000 miles away. Wow! From all the way from China to wrestle. I mean, I don't know how much they're going to pay him. I can't imagine. I know, I know for a fact that a lot of the guys in IWB that are from here don't get paid very much. Mm-hmm. I assume there's going to be some sort of accommodation for his travel and all that stuff. But uh, this isn't a big promotion. You know, this isn't, uh, he's not breaking into the mainstream by doing this. He is flying across the whole world to come to Mount Pleasant, Michigan to wrestle at the Mag TV studios from China. Mm-hmm. For no, just for the love of the sport. We talked about this a little bit earlier. These guys, you ask these, ask any independent wrestler what they, how much they get paid. A guy coming up, he says a handshake and a hot dog. They do it for the experience and maybe a little bit to eat on the road. These guys do it for the love of wrestling. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Wrestling is not a, a ritual and violence. It is an art form. And these guys are ones, people who respect it and who uh, put their bodies on the line for something they love. And they're, this guy's going to fly all the way from China to wrestle in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Can you imagine if you places. were in China and you were going to go to America? Okay, fine. I'll go to Michigan, I guess. Yeah. I think my but reaction Mount would Pleasant? be... Uh, yeah, my reaction would be, where's Mount Pleasant, Michigan? Yeah. No way in the world. Yeah. It's right in the middle, and he's coming. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more excited. I can't wait to see that on um, the 23rd. Uh, I just wonder, it's a talent exchange, so I, I just wonder who we're going to lose. Yeah. China. Jack Price, Black Diamond, we had him last week. He's the world champion. He might be going over with that. Mm-hmm. That would kind of that would kind of suck because Jack Price is one of the best wrestlers, but yeah. I'm sure the same problems facing MKW. So let's yeah. do it. Maybe Dalton Bragg will take his place. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> it's uh, any talent exchange is a risk, but yeah. you know, it, welcome. I want to see what he can do. I'm looking forward to seeing some Dalton Bragg. Very excited. Very excited for this. There'll be more details at the December 12th show. I would recommend people go to that too. That's um, December 12th, Mac TV Studios, three o'clock doors, four o'clock bell. I um, hope to see hope to see people there. Um, it's just it's just great to see people supporting wrestling. Um, these guys are like just like punk punk rock musicians. You know, they're DIY. They're doing it themselves. And um, if you like wrestling, you have no reason to not go. It's a free event. Mm-hmm. So check yeah. it out. So yeah, it's been a great year for IWE. We're kind of like exchange. It's just the final. Uh, really excited to see wrestling coming up. Definitely. It. It's, it's awesome. It's so close to mm-hmm. us. Can't mm-hmm. tell you because there's not a there's not a lot we can say that's close to us in Mount Pleasant, and it's cool that we have that. There's a lot down by mean? Detroit and Flint, but yeah, not a lot up here. Well, awesome. Well, if um, do we have anything else today? I think that's about it, huh? Yeah, I believe that covers it. All right, I think that's all. Uh, that's all the time we have for tonight. Again, this has been the Ringmasters podcast. Happy New Year! This uh, we'll see you in January. Thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, happy holidays, and thank you for listening.